0: Now, we pick up the second part of this uh, meditation. Uh, The woman had just asked um, Jesus, Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well? And she's calling Jacob her father. Why? Well, Samaria. It was back (coughs) in about 922 B.C., if you remember the story, Solomon was king of the whole kingdom, but he was difficult. And so, Jehovah One broke away and took the ten tribes of the north and started this place. And so, there's this big mountain, Shomron, lookout, and that's where Samaria gets his name. And so, the basic population of the north is Jewish, but Jewish in rebellion against the south. Then, when the Assyrians conquered all of that, um, in, uh, in 722, I think it is, uh, as I pointed out, they bring in strangers and take the leading people and put them up in the north. You know, and now it's a mixed crowd. The mixed crowd, according to the text in um, uh, one king's, two kings rather, you see, they brought their own deities with them. So, after there were five nations, they all had a god, two of them, the god had a consort. So, whether there's five husbands that we're going to talk about, are those the five other gods or not? You know, we don't know. Some commentators think yes, some commentators think no. But this this marriage context, as we've seen, is already there. And so, uh, they were... Religious and ethnic rivals. And the Jews, oh, especially um, under um, uh, the Maccabees, John Eucanus just flattened this town of Samaria. So that the memories between the two are not happy. And so, but he is, she says, he's my father, Jacob. We're the real Jews. Now, they knew they were kind of mixed, but uh, that's how she, why she calls him uh, our Father. You see, he gave us this well, and then she's alluding to a text in Genesis. And so Jesus answers her, Everyone drinking of this water will thirst again. If anyone drinks the water I will give them, they will not thirst forever. Rather, the water that I will give them will become in them a fountain of bubbling water for eternal life. That's the Holy Spirit. Now, there's another text we'll see down the road in chapter 7, verse 37 to 39. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me uh, and let him drink, he who believes in me. For out of for as Scripture says, nobody knows what text, that's, we fight over what text that might be. Out of his midst flow rivers of living water. But now the living water is coming from Jesus, his midst. You see, that's the water. And so on the cross, and there flowed out blood and water. There flowed out the sacraments and the Holy Spirit. And he handed over the Spirit. So, fountain of water bubbling up for eternal water, eternal life. So the woman said to him, Sir, Kyrie, give me this water so that I might not thirst or keep coming here to draw water. Now she's interested. She still thinks it's a good deal somehow, though she's beginning to recognize something. Jesus deepens the conversation in the gentlest way. He says, go call your husband and come back here. She says, I do not have a husband. Jesus said to her, you say well. He didn't Could never said, you say, well, I do not have a husband. For you have had five husbands. And now the one you have is not your husband. You have said that truthfully. You're not lying. The man you're living with now is not your husband. The woman said, now, sir, I see that you are a prophet. You're reading my life. You're reading my heart. Whoever you are, you're a prophet. So you can imagine this woman... You know, despised by her neighbors, living with the fifth man. But she's still. She's a human being. So this encounter is bringing her alive. She's she's saying things she never said before. I'll bet, you know. I see you are a prophet. Right away, the conversation changes. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, Samaria. And you people say that Jerusalem is the place where one must worship. Because that's the big argument. Okay, prophet, solve it for me. Where should I worship? You see? We say here, you say there. If you're a prophet, resolve this for me. Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem would you worship the Father. The first time His word this word comes in this conversation. Worship the Father. See what he's opening up for her? He's opening up, relating to the Father. This is the key. Then you will know my Father. Then you will know who I am. I am equal to him. I'm his Son from all eternity. But you will know the Father, and your heart will melt. You will know that one. With whom there is not the slightest shadow of deceit or change, he's the father. You'll know him, you see. The father is looking for such to worship him, huh? You won't worship here. You per you worship what we do not, what you do not know. We worship what we know, because salvation is from the Jews. He doesn't mean they all know the father but they are at least centered on one true God, the devout Jews, you know. where well, you Samaritans are kind of mixed up. Sometimes you worship Adonai, sometimes you worship somebody else, you know. Uh, but we Jews, you see, uh, we worship what we know because salvation is from the Jews. She could have said, she didn't say anything. She could have said, well, how do you know salvation is from the Jews? Because I am the salvation, and I'm a Jew. He didn't, but that's the answer. Salvation comes from the act of love I am going to do on the cross and the raising up that comes three days later and I am the salvation. That's how I know. But an hour is coming and it is now when the true worshipers will worship the Father again. You see, the, the worship is of the Father. Nobody knew that before. Because you have to have his son standing there among you, worshiping, praying to his father, and you say, there's something going on here. This one is praying to another one. You see? And so, for the father, you see, this is the third time we've had this word, the father seeks such worshippers of himself. He wants those who worship in spirit and in truth. You see? Uh, and so that's uh, what he says now. You see? Uh, whoops, one text. Um, the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and the Son. In the spirit and the truth. That's the promise. The true worshippers will know God. And everything that John said in the very first part of his the very opening lines, in the beginning was the Logos. And the Logos was turned toward Theos. And Theos being Hologos. And the Logos is Theos, even though he's turned toward Theos. And the mystery of the divine love Incredible, infinite, powerful fire of love, who is God within himself and toward us, has opened up for us the very first words of John's Gospel. So the Father is looking for people to worship in the Spirit and in truth. I am the way and the truth. For indeed it's got nothing to do with well, I worship in my heart, you know, I worship and you people go to a building and pray and but I'm more spiritual. It's got nothing to do with that. In fact, those who go to church and worship with their brothers are much closer to what Jesus is talking about. To worship the Father. You see, in the power of the Spirit, identified with the truth, Jesus. for indeed the Father seeks such worshippers of himself he's telling all this to this woman God is spirit and as for those who worship him it is in spirit and truth that they must worship now you know what spirit and truth means it doesn't mean a purely spiritual worship like the new age or something it means in the power of the Holy Spirit within the reality, identify with Jesus the truth, we worship the Father, and we say, Abba, Father. That word, Abba, Father, expresses a prayer of such tenderness, such love, such confidence. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. And He does it by identifying our heart with Jesus, so that we have the heart of Jesus, and we pray with that heart of Jesus just crazy about the Father only wanting to do the Father's will that is prayer and of course we gather together in Sunday and do in memory of Jesus that very thing that he did offering his body and blood now radiant and glorious in heaven forever and we identify because he is still fixed in that act of love in which he died That's what it means to worship in spirit and in truth. He's told all this to this lady who was coming in the middle of the day to get water so she wouldn't be harassed by the other women making fun of her for having five men. And she gets this treasure. Isn't that beautiful? And she's an outcast. She's a Samaritan on top. So now, the woman, I've met people like this. You know, their lives are kind of mixed up. but They have a radar. You know? So she goes on. Now, the woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming. She's really probing now. John tells us this means Christos, the anointed one. When he comes, he will declare all things to us. He'll straighten out this Jew, Samaritan, Jerusalem, Samaria. It'll all be straightened out. When the Mashiach comes, you see? And Jesus said to her, Egoimi, I am. That beautiful expression, I am. It's anihu it, in Hebrew. I am he. I am. It means, what is your name? I am. But it also means, I am he. We just uh, had a touch of this when we did the... Uh, walking on the water Uh, don't be afraid I am again egoimi. I am the one speaking to you the revelation at this point is complete and now the scene changes you see the disciples come back and they have bought food now they are ready for Jesus to eat and we will look at that next time this the meat, the food of Jesus is to do the will of the Father I live by that I'm glad you brought me a sandwich I'll be happy to eat it but I don't live by that I live by the will of my Father and he's thrilled because this woman is catching on okay